This is the Thursday, October 14th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, so settle in and we'll set you up in 10 minutes, maybe a little bit more, with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. She's Anita Marks, I'm Tyler Fulgham, and we got you covered on a Thursday, always busy. Of course, Thursday Night Football kicks off week six in the NFL. We have, oh, what a great game five, and an NLDS epic series between the Dodgers and the Giants, and lo and behold, the NHL season has dropped the puck, uh, so we might have a player two on the ice. But let's get it started on the gridiron. Of course, we have Thursday Night Football in Philadelphia, the Buccaneers, Tom Brady visiting Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Tampa Tom and the Bucks laying seven as road favorites, a total of 52 and a half. Anita, how are you approaching this game? You know what? I, I'm, if you're scared, say you're scared. You've heard that phrase before. I, oh, yeah. I'm scared. Like, like <laughs> I, I know Tom Brady's like, the thumb's okay. Dude, it's bandaged up, and it's your throwing hand. What do you mean it's okay? Like, no. And then you've got Levante David, linebacker, out with an ankle. You've got Antonio Winfield out with a concussion. I am I'm staying away from this game. I'm staying away from this game in regard to, like, you know, uh, Eagles, but here, here's what I am playing. I'm going to play the team total over 22 and a half points for the Eagles at minus one Oh five. Um, you know, this, this game sets up well for them. Like I said, defensively, the Tampa Bay bucks were horrendous coming into this game. Now they lose one of their best, if not their best linebacker in, in Levante David and Antonio Winfield in, in with, with their, uh, with their safety. Tampa, number one blitz rate in the NFL. They have to blitz. I, I mean, you can't sit back there and give a quarterback time when you've got a secondary that's as horrible as theirs. But Hurts, he averages nine yards per attempt, and he's got four passing touchdowns when teams blitz him. So uh, this really sets up well for this Eagles team and this Eagles offense. So uh, I, I really – that's how I'm playing this. I don't, I don't know who's going to win. Like I said, I've got some reservations in regard to Brady's thumb. More injuries on the defensive side for the Bucs. We all know that they're the better team, but this game scares me a little bit. So I'm just going to play Eagles team total over 22 and a half. Yeah, I uh, I would lean Eagles plus seven for the reasons that you mentioned. Um, the uh, total of 52 and a half, I, I feel comfortable going over that because of the injuries you mentioned to that Tampa base uh, defense. And even though uh, Tom Brady does have a, you know, maybe less than 100% thumb. He's still Tom Brady, and this Buccaneers offense will score on the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think Tom's going to be um, limited in a significant way uh, unless there's, you know, significant win or rain, something like that that could affect his grip on the ball. So I think there'll be points in this matchup. I'll go over 52 and a half. I'm a little more confident in that than uh, uh, taking the seven in my pocket with the Eagles, but that is the side I would lean to. Uh, so it sounds like we both at least expect a little bit of scoring from the Eagles side. Let's get into props and we can start on the Philadelphia side. I'll, I'll go ahead first. I know you got more than me. I don't have any on the Buccaneers side. All of mine are on the Eagles side, and I'm just going to keep riding this trend when the Buccaneers are the opponent. I'm going to go to the other offense, and I'm going to go over on all of the passing uh, props because the Buccaneers are such a, such an extreme run funnel or pass funnel defense, I should say. You can't run on them because they have Vita Vea and Ndamukong Sue in the middle. They have now, Levante David is out for this game, and that's a heat-seeking missile at the second level that they're missing, but they still have Devin White there as well. This is a team you don't want to run on. And with all the injuries they're dealing with in the secondary, 
that incentivizes you more to game plan pass heavy because that's where they're at their weakest on the back end. And with Tampa being a seven-point favorite, you could find Philadelphia falling into a negative game script where they have to increase pace and play volume, throwing the football to try and catch up. So I'll take Jalen Hurts over 278 and a half passing yards. Every single quarterback that has played the Buccaneers this year, Anita, has thrown in that game for at least 25 yards more than his season average. Hertz is averaging 273 yards per game through the air this season. So we can comfortably project him, I think, for something in the 280s, 290s, given the trend that Tampa Bay has shown us. It's only at 278 and a half, so I'll go over there. Then I look at the running back situation. Miles Sanders, 34 and a half rushing yards. I'm going to go under that. He's kind of losing time to Kenneth Gainwell. It's an inefficient um, idea to run against this Tampa Bay team. And speaking of Kenneth Gainwell, I'm going to go over 23 and a half receiving yards for Gainwell because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have allowed 37 catches to running backs. Gainwell is the pass catching back, the rookie out of Memphis. He's been good in that role. Again, thinking that it could be a negative game script and that Hurts is throwing. That means more Gainwell, less Sanders. And uh, the Bucs are just a team, especially without Levante David, that could be a little more susceptible to um, guys out on the backfield like Gainwell making plays after they catch the rock. So I just think this sets up for Gainwell and Hurts, maybe some Devontae Smith, uh, Zach Ertz as well with no Dallas Goddard. I'm just all in on the Eagles and their, and their passing total overs and their rushing unders, especially Miles Sanders, as he could get squeezed given game script. Yeah, so – where do you want me to? <laughs> where do you want me to? You want me to start with Eagles or Bucks, boo? Yeah, I mean, do you have anything else on the Eagles that you either are, are yeah, different right, or so, agree with, so, and then you can just go straight into the Bucks? Yeah, Bears? yeah. So I, I love Ertz over thirty eight and a half passing attempts at minus one twenty. Teams are at, you can't run. No. See again, this is why I, I can't get a good grip on the game script here tonight, Tyler, because because of more injuries to this Bucks defense. And, you know, what does Levante David mean to their, you know, rushing defense? What does Antoine Winfield mean to their rushing defense? So, you know, I just, teams are passing on them because they've been so great against the rush. So teams are averaging 48 dropbacks a game. Hertz alone averages 43 dropbacks a game. So I love Hertz over 30 and a half passing attempts. And again, you can get that at minus 120. Um, Devonte Smith, I think, I think today, tonight, he's just going to shine. I like over five and a half receptions. I also like any time touchdown at plus 135. As we know, uh, Smith is Hertz go-to. Uh, he's got a really great solid share of red zone targets this season, six red zone targets since week two. And the Bucks are 34, 31st, next to last in the NFL in passing touchdowns allowed to opposing wide receivers. Uh, and also, again, Smith is averaging seven receptions a game. So I really love Devontae Smith tonight. I'm going to be using him a lot in DFS. I'll use him as a captain's pick as well. And you touched on Ertz, over four and a half receptions. Goddard, not expected to play because of the COVID-19 issue. Um, and I, I do believe he's going to, Ertz is going to get the lion's share of snaps and again, injuries to linebacker, injury to safety. Those are the two positions that teams call upon to try to cover linebackers. So on the Philadelphia Eagles side, those are my prop bets. You said you don't have any on the Tampa side. I've got two for you. How about okay. this? Tom Brady, over one and a half rushing yards. <laughs> and, and oh, by the way, you can get, I mean, like, I know he's as slow as molasses, but dude, it's two yards and it's minus 115 and he's rushed for over 
a, a, a yard and a half in four straight games. Okay, so at minus 115, I'm laying it. Okay, and then last but not least, I know there's a, a lot of weapons that Brady likes to work with, but this matchup in regard to the way that the Eagles, they play a lot of zone coverage and they take a lot of the deep ball away. So my wide receiver du jour, okay, is, uh, is Godwin over 65 and a half receiving yards. Also, I'm going to play him with an anytime touchdown at plus money at plus 111. Um, he's coming off of an 11 target game. And like I said, so the Eagles play zone coverage. So what does that mean? It means that the very, the uh, mid range, nine, 10, 11, 12 yard range is going to be open. And that's where Godwin lives. That's his wheelhouse. So based on the defense that the Bucks are going to see in the passing game, I think Godwin is going to get the lion's share of targets. So I like over 65 and a half receiving yards. And also I think he scores a touchdown. Yeah, I do like the matchup for Godwin. The slot has been susceptible uh, a susceptible coverage uh, spot for this Philadelphia defense. So I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down there. I do like that. Uh, it's just so hard to predict where the uh, production is going to come from on that Tampa offense, because even without Rob Gronkowski, they still have the three wide receivers. They have Leonard Fournette. Gio Bernard is back. So that's why I was kind of staying away. I think they'll put up points. I think Tom Brady will have his yards and his touchdown passes. Uh, just hard to find specifically where that uh, production is going to come from, though I think Godwin's kind of the squeaky wheel. We just saw Antonio Brown and Mike Evans go off, and now Godwin, uh, who does lead the team in red zone targets, um, surprisingly. Not Gronk, not Mike Evans, it's Godwin. I think he might be due for a, a kind of an eruption spot here, so to speak. So like what you're putting down there. Let's uh, transition from the gridiron to the diamond. Epic season for the Giants and the Dodgers. Epic series, first time they match up in the postseason. And of course... It comes down to a winner-take-all game five in San Francisco. You got Logan Webb on the bump for the uh, Giants, who's just been remarkable. He was great uh, earlier in the series. You have Julio Urias on the bump for the Dodgers. Giants are actually favored now. Minus 111 on the money line. A slight dog. The Dodgers plus 101. A total of just seven, so they're expecting it to be a low-scoring affair. How are you approaching this game five NLDS matchup tonight? Yeah, listen, I like San Francisco here. I'm going to play them on the money line. I'm also going to play the under in the first five innings at uh, under three and a half, and you get that at minus 120. And also, I love Logan Webb tonight, so I'm going over five and a half strikeouts, and you get that at plus money at plus 120. Um, he's 22 and five on the season, 13 and one with a 180 ERA at home. Listen, this is what the Giants fought for, right? To get that home field advantage. They got it tonight. I think it's going to come in big for them. Uh, game one, Webb got the job done. He pitched seven scoreless innings, 10 strikeouts. His slider was ridiculous. And that Dodgers lineup, they've got some holes there, Tyler. You know, with Justin Turney, he's one for 17 in the series. He was a big reason why uh, they won this, the, the World Series the last time they did. And Webb at home, uh, th their bullpen, I, I just, I, I'm feeling really, really, really good about this play and this pick. And I really like the Giants tonight. Yeah, I think the Giants uh, are the side I would lean to. My favorite play has been uh, the Giants' first five run line, uh, laying the half run at plus 140, because I feel like anytime I can get plus money on the Giants, that's a good value because they're usually kind of disrespected in the market. So just the first five innings. Uh, Urias, uh, he, his best pitch, as Jess Mendoza was saying today on uh, Get Up, is a fastball. And he, he operates it at you know, 95, 96, but the Giants absolutely hammer fastballs, and they had a top 10 OPS against lefties. Meanwhile, Logan Webb, uh, has been sensational anytime he's gotten the call against this Dodger team this season. His ERA uh, against the Dodgers 
uh, this season. I, I believe was under two. It was under two, I think, at one uh, at home, I should say. Um, and he was great in the first game that he pitched at the 10 strikeouts he had. I mean, I don't know why we jump off the Logan Webb train, given what he's shown us time in and time out this season and specifically against the uh, L.A. Dodgers. So first five run line, laying the half run with the Giants, plus 140. So just love the value there. Don't care how the game ends. Just need the Giants to have a one run lead after uh, five innings. So that's how we're looking at the NLDS. Anything on the ice as the NHL season has opened up. We had a great doubleheader on ESPN a couple nights ago. Uh, anything that you like on the ice tonight, Anita? Yeah, um, I'm going to I'm going to stick my toe into the ice tonight. <laughs> and I have uh, I have uh, I have two I have two games I like. One is Vegas on the money line over LA. LA as we know, they're in the process of rebuilding. And Vegas, man, they are a well-oiled machine. They already, they, they took care of the Kraken, which, by the way, I love that name, by the way, the Seattle Kraken. How awesome is that? Um, mm -hmm. On Tuesday, they had 30 shots against them. They've got a great line, and they've already had their home opener, so they're on their way. And, and really, look at the history between these two franchises, and Vegas has dominated the Kings. And uh, you've got the Kings, they're 2-8. and eight their last 10 home games last season. So I like Vegas on the money line. And last but not least, the Isles and the Canes. I'm going over five and a half. I love the overs early in the NHL season because let's be honest, goalies are just, they're not in shape. They're not ready. Anderson is a little hit or miss. Canes can score one of the most explosive teams. And, and this has the potential to be a shootout on both sides. Uh, both these teams rank in the top six in expected goal rate at 54%. So I like the over five and a half. Those are my two hockey plays tonight. All right. Good stuff. Anita, that's it for today. A little more than 10 minutes of the bets you need as promised, but a busy slate with Thursday night football game five in the NLDS some preseason hoops and some NHL. Please do us a favor and don't forget to rate review and subscribe. If you're enjoying the show, it helps us out tremendously. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on the daily wager podcast. <laughs>